your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 268 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. That song you are hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And today, very, very special treat for you guys. Joining me in just a second will be former New York Ranger, Stanley Cup champion, and league MVP, Martin St. Louis. Just absolutely thrilled to have Marty here on the podcast. And I'm going to stop talking and just go ahead and play our interview with Mr. Martin St. Louis. Enjoy. All right, and so Ranger fans, without any further ado, let's welcome today's very special guest, Mr. Marty St. Louis, Stanley Cup champion, Art Ross Trophy winner, league MVP, the list goes on and on. Marty, welcome to the show. How are we doing here today? Uh, very well, thanks, John. Yeah, you got it. And, uh, you know, first thing I wanted to ask you about, obviously this is a Ranger podcast with focus in on your time with the Rangers, but it's a question I'm sure you've been asked a million times. We'll go for a million and one here. Uh, what was it like winning the Stanley Cup? Uh, as a member of the Tampa Bay Lightning in 2002. I mean, whenever you get to, you know, raise that trophy uh, above your head, uh, it's definitely a feeling of uh, uh, fulfillment, like, you know, mission accomplished. Uh, I think you, everything that you've gone through, uh, your career, your youth hockey, you just kind of sums it up uh, into uh, one big, big excel. Like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm finally here, you know, all the dreams and, and all the, the times on the on the outdoor rinks or on the street playing and pretending to to be the hero and pretending to win game seven and uh, uh, you know now it was reality uh, it was definitely a, a, a what a feeling and, and I'm blessed to have experienced that yeah it was a very entertaining series I mean just back and forth the entire way I mean I don't remember Calgary winning game five in overtime you guys win game six in overtime and then game seven of course two to one you guys hang on for the win but you came through big time for your team in game six with that overtime game winner. Uh, what do you remember about that play? Can you kind of just take me through it if you can? Yeah, well, I mean, to be honest, like the, uh, uh, you know, this is back in the old rules. Uh, uh, there wasn't much space on the ice. It was hook and hold everywhere. I hadn't had a shot on net yet. And it was, uh, you know, two overtime. I think the shots were 20 to 18 at that point. And we had played four periods of hockey and just starting the fifth one. And uh, I was able to just uh, uh, the puck got kicked up to the point, and I was able to be my guy to the net. And I just went to the net, and the puck got tipped um, in the slot a little bit, and just enough to mess with Kiprasov, the rebound control. Came on my stick, I threw it as high as I could on its way in, and just uh, a feeling of wow, we're gonna get a chance, another, you know, we're gonna get a chance at home to finish this. Uh, staying alive uh, meant a lot. And, uh, obviously, pulling through Game Seven was, uh, you know, it validated what we did in Game Six. One thing that I also noticed, you know, obviously I'm preparing for this interview and, and looking at, you know, your career highlights and your Hall of Fame induction, all these things on YouTube. And one thing I noticed for your Hall of Fame induction was uh, Dave Anderchuk uh, presented you with your plaque, and it seemed like you and him were pretty close. And of course, he was the captain of that Tampa Bay Lightning team. What did that mean for you to get him his first Stanley Cup? I believe he was 40 years old that season, so he was. Uh, 
running out of chances, so to speak. And, and there he is, a Stanley Cup champion at the age of 40 for the first time. No, I mean, the, the you know, the reality is we, <clears throat> we're not just, you know, playing for ourselves, but obviously we see a guy like Dave who not going to get many kicks at it, uh, you know, uh, after that year, after 04, figure could be his last chance. Uh, so it meant a lot to him and obviously meant a lot to us. But, uh, you know, and fast forward to the Hall of Fame, the year before I was inducted, I went and supported uh, uh, Dave uh, for his inauguration. Uh, and Dave waited quite a you know a long time to get in. He's a 600-goal guy. Uh, uh, was fortunate enough to play with him, learn a lot from him, you know. And <clears throat> so the fact that he was there for mine and actually handed me the plaque, uh, it meant a lot. Uh, looked up to Dave a lot. Uh, great leader. Uh, and I'm glad he's... Uh, I'm in the Hall of Fame with him. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, one of the things, I mean, did it make it sweeter winning the Stanley Cup? And, you know, by then you're one of the best players in hockey. It still just kind of blows my mind the fact that you went undrafted. And, you know, saying that out loud makes me realize just how ridiculous it really is. But does it make the moment that much more gratifying, you know, just knowing that you had to basically scratch and claw and fight your way just to get on an NHL roster? Yeah, I mean, I don't think at that point I'm, I'm really trying to, Winning a cup uh, for me makes me feel like I'm proving people wrong. I think uh, at that point I was well established. Um, you know, the year before I had gone to the All Star game at score thirty, had some great playoffs in two thousand three. Um, you know, I think I had I had proven people wrong then. Um, you know, I think winning the cup it was uh, it was for me and my family. It wasn't for proving anybody right or wrong. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think at 18, I was, uh, a, a legit prospect based on, um, you know, the, the, what the NHL looked like then, you know, this was, uh, in 93, this was the Lindros era, you know, and yeah. guys were big, strong, and I was not that. So, uh, I don't blame people for not drafting me at 18. I'm a little, uh, you know, disappointed that. I couldn't get an NHL contract after my four years of college, uh, you know, which I did get offers after my third year, but I went back and graduated. Unfortunately, nothing uh, panned out after my senior year. That was disappointing, but those are setbacks that I think, uh, you know, uh, shape you along the way. And, uh, you know, so at that point on, I think that's when I started trying to prove people wrong and I ended up signing my first NHL deal, uh, midway through my first uh, pro season <clears throat> with Calgary. And uh, so before I came to Tampa, I had played 70 games in the NHL. I wasn't established, but it took me about 100 games in Tampa to get established. And, and once I did get established, I never looked back. Um, so getting established was definitely trying to prove people wrong. Uh, but once I was established, I mean, I was playing for myself and I was, uh, you know, playing for my family, for the people that believed in me. Uh, all, all through all the years, I wasn't playing to, uh, you know, shove it in the guys that didn't believe in me. I was really after making guys that were on my side and always supporting me proud of, of you know, uh, the guy that they believed in. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, 
And unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off of your first box at BuiltBar.com. Once again, use promo code LOCKEDON and get $10 off your first box at www.BuiltBar.com. Just want to take a minute to let you guys know about Locked On Bets. 2020 is mercifully over. It is time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and you want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. Speaking of, you know, the Stanley Cup again, you played for John Tortorella. Seems like you and him were very close as well. And Tortorella, of course, eventually came and coached the Rangers for a few seasons. Rangers had, you know, a couple of good playoff runs with him. But, I mean, what was it like playing for Torts? Because, you know, on TV, you know, for us fans, he comes off as, as being extraordinarily tough, you know, on his players and sometimes with the media as well. So, I mean, what, what can you say about uh, what it was like to play with John Tortorella uh, during your time in Tampa there? Yeah, I mean, Torts is, you know, very intense, you know, uh, and he's all about the team and, he doesn't care where you stand on the depth chart, you know, uh, you're going to act and play with respect uh, of your teammates and the whole organization. Uh, you know, I, I compare towards to a tough dad uh, that has discipline and, and is demanding, but for your best interest. Uh, but there's also like some, you know, some loving moment as well. Like he's not just, a, he doesn't have the whip the whole time. You know, he push buttons when it's time to push buttons, but uh, you know, so, I mean, I, I, for me, it was, um, I wouldn't say easy, but I was okay with that kind of, of, of coaching. I mean, I felt growing up, my dad was strict and demanding and stuff and a lot of love too. Uh, so, you know, I think you reflect uh, after you, you've you moved on from towards or you retired and, and you, you have other coaches to compare it to. Uh, you know, I think you understand a little bit more the way towards was and why it was that way and how, how much he helped you be successful. I mean, for me, he was the first coach that actually like gave me the platform to be the player that I knew I could become. So I owe a lot to him for that. Uh, but we definitely had our moments. We definitely battled. Uh, but, you know, I think we made each other better because of it. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I really uh, love my time with Torts and um, I, I still follow um, his club in Columbus and wish him success and, I like when he gets fired up because I've been in there and, but I know what, why he's doing it. So it's fun. It's, it's, it's fun to watch from a distance. Yeah, definitely. So I figure, you know, we'll fast forward a bunch of years here. We got to get to your time with the New York Rangers, you know, given this, again, this is a Ranger podcast, but you know, the trade goes through, it's you for Ryan Callahan, the middle of the 2013, 2014 season. Were you expecting to be traded? I mean, and even if you were, does it make it any less surprising when it actually happens? I mean, you were in, I believe, your 13th season with Tampa Bay, so it had to be pretty kind of a crazy time for you there. Yeah, no, I mean, I uh, I always wanted to finish my career in New York. I actually had tried to come to New York when uh, when Torts was a coach. Uh, it just didn't pan out. Uh, but 
you know, I, I saw an opportunity. Uh, uh, I thought the Rangers were um, a contender uh, and I felt I could add, I could add, I could add to that, to that great team. Um, so saw a window, you know, I took it and, and uh, glad it happened. Um, you know, our 2014 run was, was a great run. I mean, we didn't win. And, and, and I look back, I'm, you know, I've been to <clears throat> four conference finals and two Stanley cup finals and, and I've won two, you know, I've won two conference final and I won one Stanley cup. So I've been on the other side, you know, 50% of the time on both. So those runs are, are great. And honestly, like, uh, they're just as fun whether you win or lose. Obviously, it's fun to win, but the, you know the journey on both of those are, are, are something I remember forever. On one side, I get to raise the cup. On the other side, I get to go home and feel sorry for myself a little bit for a few days. But then you reflect and you realize how far, how far you you you, you, you took. You know, you helped the team and and how close you came to to, to the big price. But the journey in between and the camaraderie and the ups and downs are are really what, uh, you know, are important. Everybody wants to win, but unfortunately not everybody does. And um, it was quite an experience in 14, you know, playing Madison Square Garden in the playoffs, scoring a big overtime goal against Montreal. Uh, you know, to get to feel that in that in that arena was amazing. Obviously the passing of my mom and having, feeling the whole city behind me and uh, helped me cope, uh, you know, with such a, uh, a tragedy for me and my family, uh, not expecting any of that happening. Uh, she was still young. Um, coming back, you know, down 3-1 to pit and and just never looking back and all the way to, you know, I know we lost in five against LA, but there was three overtime game. It never felt like they were a four to one better team than us. Uh, I felt we, 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 we played some really good hockey. We just didn't uh, uh, win enough game in that series and didn't get enough bounces, but LA was a good team. And, you know, in 2015, we go to conference final, we lose in seven at Tampa. Like, uh, those are two great years. I'm glad that I got to experience uh, something else. You know, I was in Tampa for 13, 14 years. Um, you know, I've, I, I, I've been on top of the mountain in Tampa, at the bottom of the mountain. You know, I've seen, I've seen every uh, emotion possible there uh, coming in there and just trying to, to get a jersey, really trying to, to get a regular shift to, to, you know, winning a Stanley cup and, and being a, you know, a, a building block of a franchise. Uh, it was, uh, it was amazing. And obviously getting my Jersey retired there was pretty cool and flattering. Uh, but I'm glad I got to experience something else, especially playing in such a market like the Rangers. And, and for me, you know, we have a house in Connecticut. So for me, it was almost like coming home to finish my career. And I'm glad I got to do that. And I'm really blessed that the Rangers were able to pull the trigger. Absolutely. And, you know, you touched briefly on that three to one comeback against Pittsburgh that season. You know, you guys win game one. Penguins come back with three straight wins. And, you know, obviously, uh, you know, the passing of your mom, a very challenging time for yourself. Uh, it really felt watching that series that, you know, that Ranger team really just kind of rallied behind you. They, I mean, I'm sure they want to win it for themselves as well. But they really wanted to win it for you. Um, what do you remember the most about that series? And uh, I, I got to also ask you about the uh, the Mother's Day goal that you scored in Game Six. I mean, that moment as well. Yeah, that's probably what I remember the most. Yeah, is a is a Mother's Day goal. Um, you know, uh, obviously, 
my mom passed a couple of days prior. My, my, my dad, my sister, my wife were, you know, everybody's in the stands and everybody's emotional because obviously it's mother's day. And I score like one of my first shift early in the game it goes off my pants. I'm at the net. And then I just turn to the corner and I'm happy, but angry. And, you know, like, I know she's looking over me and I know she, like, she's, she's, you know, we, my mom was a person of faith and she always, she always said things happen for a reason. And, you know, and, and I just felt like she, she made that goal happen. And if you ever had a clip of that goal, after we're in that pile celebrating in the corner on my way um, back towards the bench, um, the puck just gets to me. Like, obviously I want to keep that puck, but I didn't have to look for it. So I roll out of the pile and I skate like towards our bench and the puck just kind of rolls. I just bend down and pick it up like it was meant to be. And I, and I ask for video to see how it got there. And it's amazing. It just gets there. So I just bend down and pick it up. It was like my mom would tell me, here you go, Marty. Uh, you know, wow. it's okay. Yeah, it was amazing. amazing. Yeah, yeah, that really is. I got to watch that and, and look for that. Hopefully I, I can see that in the video as well. To go to the Eastern Conference Finals, we can chat, kind of just go round by round here. Um, you know, you guys win the first two games in Montreal, so things are looking good. Montreal comes back with an overtime win at the Garden, so it's two games to one. And then game four also goes into the overtime. This is big. I mean, you guys are either going up three games to one or it's 2-2 going back to Montreal. And pucks in the Montreal zone, it looks like they're going to clear it. Two or three opportunities they have to clear the puck. You prevented it the one time. I believe Brad Richards was in there. He prevented them from getting the puck out of the zone. Carl Haglin was there. And then Haglin cross ice pass to you and you've got some space, but you know, kind of a sharp angle. So, I mean, kind of just take me through that goal. If you can, uh, you netting the overtime winner there uh, going top shelf. Yeah. I mean, the, we caught a, a, a Montreal, uh, at least our two defensemen were tired, you know, second period. So they're far from the bench and we had a really good four check and um, you know, we pressured the puck and they trying to rim it and we had, we had the walls sealed and they just couldn't get it out. And, and, and once I saw, uh, you know, I was one of the original four checker. And then once I saw them trying to go around the wall and Richie and Hags being there and sealing the wall, I just kind of like fen- kind of got lost. Right. And, and, and I knew, I mean, if you look at it, you'd be like, what is he doing all the way down there? But I knew the two defensemen from Montreal were not jumping in the rush because they were so tired. So if it did get out, I would have enough time to recover. And, um, you know, I was like a risk and reward. I felt like if, if somehow Hags or Richie can just throw it in that area, I'm with, I'm with Tokarski for a while. Nobody's on me. And it's exactly what happened. That I was able to pick my head up and, and make the shot that I want to make. And I, I, I felt that game, I had a lot of chances on Tokarski. And, and I, I try to go high glove a bunch of times. And sometimes when you – don't succeed. You, you, you read start to get cloudy and you start second guessing yourself. And, um, I just, uh, stuck with it, I guess. And just, uh, uh, you know, made another read and, and, and this one, I was able to execute what I want to do. And, uh, obviously the, the feeling of, of hearing that, uh, that bar, that bar down, uh, that post and down, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's in and, and the whole, the whole uh, building erupting and the uh, the bench coming to see you in the corner is quite the feeling. Uh, there's nothing better in scoring overtime uh, winner in overtime. 
one, and I've been blessed to do that a few times. Wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bet Online. Are we ready for some football? The NFL regular season has concluded, and there are some big time playoff matchups right around the corner. And there is only one place that has you covered, and one place that we trust betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner by going on Twitter and going to at betonline underscore AG to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use promo code Locked On for your sign up bonus. Once again, that is promo code Locked On in all caps, and you will get your sign up bonus. Hashtag bet online. The NHL regular season is underway, and the best way to keep track of it all is by subscribing to Locked On NHL. Local experts each week bring you the biggest stories, game recaps, and fantasy advice all in one podcast. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. You know, just that Ranger team in general. Obviously, I'm not in the locker room. I don't know what goes on behind closed doors and everything. But, you know, I, you know, you go back on YouTube every now and then. You see a couple behind-the-scenes videos of, you know, the one time, I think it was after Game 6 against Pittsburgh, and you had the Broadway hat, and you kind of gave a speech, and you said this was a team win. I have to give it to the whole team. I don't know. It just felt like that was a really extraordinarily close-knit Ranger team. I mean, did you get that sense that this was, you know, a very yeah, uh, I mean, tight-knit I, bunch? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think before I got there, they were a pretty close team. Uh, yeah. And I, and I think going through uh, my mom's uh, passing, I think it brought us even closer. Uh, you know, it, it really uh, um, put things in perspective a little bit. You know, as you're uh, you know going to war every night, and now you actually like you know, we're just playing the game, and now something real like that happens. And I think my teammates really felt for me, and I think. Uh, uh, they helped me grieve and for that I think we got so much closer and I think not just me um, me and one-on-one relationship with everybody but I think as a team as you're as you crawl back from a 3-1 deficit and win that gets you that gets you closer as a team you know absolutely Um, so the, the adversity that we face and overcoming some of these adversity gets you closer as a team. And um, I was, you know, uh, it was fun to be part of such a close group. Definitely. And uh, one thing I also noticed, you know, your Hall of Fame speech, you, uh, you name a couple of different teammates that you've played with, guys that you were really close with. And one name that came up was actually Dominic Moore. And then, of course, in uh, game six against Montreal in that Eastern Conference uh, finals there, he scores the only goal of the game. You guys win one nothing. You're going back to the Stanley Cup final. I mean, you know, if you had nothing against Dominic Moore, he was a great player, played a, a big role with the Rangers there. But if you would have guessed, you know, asked me who I think is going to score the only goal of the game, I probably would have guessed a couple other people. But how happy are you for Dominic Moore scoring that goal there and, and launching you guys into the Stanley Cup Finals? Yeah, Moore, Moore was a great, it was a great NHL player. Like regular, he was a great regular season player. He was an even better playoff player. He was annoying to play against. He just uh, he, constant work. Um, you know, and I had the chance to, uh, to play with him in Tampa for a few years. And we went to the 2011 conference final, lost in seven to Boston before they won their cup. And Dom was on that team and he was a big part of it. 
Uh, he, he has that grinding style and uh, good on draws. And uh, But, you know, his game in the playoff went to another level. And, and I think his, his, his playoff performance is a big reason why he was able to have such a long career. Uh, but, you know, I wasn't surprised that he, that, that he was contributing offensively in the playoff at all, even in big games. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, just to ask about the Stanley Cup Finals a little bit, you talked about that. You know, you guys lost four games to one, but three of the games went into overtime. It was much closer than the series score would indicate. Um, and I always – this is something I always talk about a little bit on this podcast. You know, you guys are down three games to none. You win game four to send it back to L.A. L.A. goes to double overtime. We know what happens next. But – I always say, like, man, can you imagine if the Rangers would have won that game in double overtime? And now it's three games to two, and you're going back to Madison Square Garden. Can you imagine what that arena would have been like? Yeah, no, it would have been crazy. It probably would have went in, this, in seven, you know. If we just yeah. win one of those overtime game, it, it goes to seven in my mind. Yeah, um, I think so. You know, and we just didn't, you know. Yeah. So, uh, and we had chances, and, uh, you know. You, you, you got to give credit where credit's due. L.A. was a really good team, uh, and we just didn't get it done. Uh, but, uh, you know, like I said, it was a lot closer series than a 4-1 series. Absolutely. And uh, to just kind of wrap up here, just kind of, uh, you know, talk about your last season with the Rangers. You guys, of course, another 3-1 to series come back in the playoffs against the Washington Capitals this time. You go to the Eastern Conference Finals. You lose in seven games to Tampa. Um, did you give any consideration to maybe playing one more season at that point, either with the Rangers or with anybody else, or what was that kind of going to be the end there for you? Uh, no, I mean, I, I reflected, thought about it. Sure. Um, yeah. Could I have played? Yeah, I could have played. Yeah. I could have played for the Ranger and everything, you know, I guess to a point where, you know, what are you chasing and at what price, you know, and the price is not necessarily, uh, you know, you know, money it's, you know, health, it's the time with your kids. I was turning 40. I felt I had given everything I had. And could I give a little more? Yes. But again, you know, like what's at risk? Uh, my oldest was uh, 11, turning 11. Um, and then my middle boy was nine and then six. Uh, so I felt I was missing everything, you know, and they're all hockey players and I, uh, uh, you know, when you're a professional athlete, uh, it's it's all about you and your schedule. And so for me to, you know, to miss all their stuff, it was uh, eating me up. And I uh, I felt like it was time and I felt like I had given everything I had. Yeah. And I figure we can end with this. I mean, you touched on, you know, watching your, your kids play hockey. I mean, what does that mean for you to, to see them all, you know, fall in love with the sport that you fell in love with and, uh, you know, just do their thing playing hockey? Oh, it's so much fun. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, I love playing hockey. Hockey has been, you know, a big part of my life. Um, and I think I like watching my kids more than I like playing. Uh, so that says a lot. Um, it's so fun for them to, uh, to watch them compete and, and get after it and the ups and downs and, and, you know, see them trying to work on their game and this and that and, it's fun to be part of it and, and the drive to the rinks are awesome. The weekend tournaments and unfortunately not so much this year, but uh, hopefully we'll get back at it soon. Uh, it's, it's been, uh, it's been awesome being the trenches with them. Absolutely. And well, Marty, uh, this is a ton of fun. I think I speak for Ranger fans everywhere when I say you are more than welcome to come back on this podcast anytime you want. And, and thanks again so much for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me, John. 
All right. So once again, a big, big thank you to Mr. Marty St. Louis for joining the Locked On New York Rangers podcast today. I still can't believe I just said that sentence out loud. But, uh, you know, Marty was great, obviously uh, very open and uh, very conversational throughout the entire interview and treated me with nothing but respect before, during and after uh, we recorded the interview there. And what can I say? That was awesome. Again, thank you to Marty St. Louis for joining, and thank you guys for tuning in. I get the feeling we probably have at least a couple of new listeners today, uh, given the fact that we just had Marty St. Louis on the podcast. So for anyone who might be unfamiliar with the Locked On New York Rangers podcast, definitely stick around. You know, we've got the start of the NHL season right around the corner here. In fact, the first games are going to be played later tonight. The New York Rangers will kick off their season on Thursday night at Madison Square Garden against the New York Islanders. So definitely looking forward to it. It's definitely going to be a unique season, just 56 games, going to be a total sprint to the finish, and obviously we're getting nothing but divisional matchups. So there's going to be playoff-like intensity night in and night out uh, across the entire league and certainly in the Rangers games as well. So again, anybody who's new, hey, stick around and uh, come back for tomorrow's episode and come back for Friday's episode when we discuss uh, whatever happens on Thursday against the New York Islanders. And for anyone who's been here since the beginning of Locked On New York Rangers, or maybe you've picked it up somewhere over the last couple of months or whatever it might be, uh, thank you to you guys as well for continuing to support the show and definitely hope you guys enjoyed the interview with Marie St. Louis here today. But that will do it for today. Once again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.